millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today we have a good one. We are reacting to the end of the NBA season as a whole. Game six of the NBA Finals has finished. (laughs) Chris is sad. Um, We had a great game six finals game. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. I don't think anybody would have guessed that before the season, but you know that's what happens when half the league goes into IR. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Chris, that's the lead in to let you talk about the game first. Let's hear your thoughts. I actually want to do things a little bit different. I think that you should oh, talk okay. about it because you prophesized wow. it. You prophesized okay. it. Okay. You definitely okay. was like Bucks in. Six or seven. Me? I was thinking sons. Sons all the way. So I'm going to go ahead and hang my head in shame on this one. In three, <laughs> two, one. Oh. <laughs> well, game six of the NBA Finals. Yes, I was right. Uh, I think it was because I was thinking about how, how I thought that if Giannis was able to get back healthy, that Having Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton would be enough to get them over the hump of the Suns perimeter-wise. Um, but that's what led me to that. But if we're talking about this game individually, I feel like you have to talk about how amazing Giannis Antetokounmpo was. I mean, he put on a special, legendary like performance last night. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. He was attacking the rim. He was ruthless. He kept on coming back for more. He did not care who was guarding the rim. DeAndre Ayton, it does, did not matter. He was playing with force and with energy and with dominance that we haven't really seen from him like that in a consistent like all game. I'm just going to input my will and just destroy everybody in front of me the whole time. And that's what he did today. He just completely took over the game. So it, it's a masterpiece from Giannis. 50 points in a closeout game is special in the NBA Finals. I think they brought up some sort of statistic and like Bob Pettit's the only person to ever do something like this before. So, I mean, his stat line, yeah, is ridiculous. 14 rebounds, two assists, five blocks, and 50 points. That's pretty special. His free throw line, Wow. Because that was the greatest free throw line performance you may ever see from the Greek Freak. Um, 17 to 19 is pretty special. I think other than that, though, I think this game for me 
came down to, in my opinion, I think we, I think the Suns kind of failed themselves a little bit. In my opinion, I, I think Chris Paul was getting whatever he wanted in the mid range off the pick and roll. The they played Brooke Lopez twenty six minutes, right? In the fourth quarter, I don't think he played, or maybe he played a few minutes. But basically, quarter one through three, he was in the game most of the time, right? Chris Paul was getting to his spot in the mid range and just finishing. He led their team in scoring with twenty six. Now DeAndre Ayton did get in foul trouble because of, um, uh, um, Giannis kept on attacking the rim, but even with uh, Frank Kaminsky, it's not a terrible option because you're still attacking Brooke Lopez. It's not like, oh, we have Anthony Davis. It doesn't matter if uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert is in the game defending the pick and roll. They're not going to do anything to stop AD. Like, no, it's about the fact that you're attacking Brooke Lopez, who's the weak link. It's about Chris Paul's ability to expose that pick and roll. So even if they had DeAndre Ayton, they without him, they should have kept on going to it, right? This could have been a game where he could have scored 38. But for some reason, they kept on running perimeter plays like off-ball screens for Jay Crowder, McHale Bridges, and Cam Johnson, which really threw me off because those three guys are not your creators. If I had to say, Jason, who do you think the top three best people with the ball in their hands to create their shot? I'd say D-Book, Chris Paul, and then Campaign. Mm-hmm. Like those wing, their wings are not built like that, right? So, it, 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 I thought that they kind of shot themselves in the foot when they had some momentum with this. Um, in my personal opinion, uh, Devin Booker had a okay night, nineteen points. I'm not gonna like crucify him for that. He just dropped two straight forty point games. So you know, I mean, it's kind of unrealistic to expect him to just keep on dropping forty point games every night. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a really good game. Um, it was dominated by the Bucks. Uh, I'd say the greatest role player of the game was definitely Bobby Portis. He gave some special energy off the bench. Um, definitely found something in the fourth quarter with him. Uh, yeah. So they played with fours. Giannis had a phenomenal performance. And in my opinion, I think that the Suns made a mistake by not spamming the Chris Paul pick and roll, in my opinion. Chris, you can go ahead. Oh, man. Uh, so, first off, just want to congratulate the Milwaukee Bucks on, you know, mm. winning their first title in 50 years. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, man, you really deserve this one. Uh, they mm. really played really well. And it was something that I did see was that there was just complete and utter dominance. He definitely imposed the wall. I can agree with you more, Jason, with what you had said about that. Um, just watching the game, it was just he kind of made Aiden unplayable because, like, the way he started off, he started off already as a monster, like, defensively. You know what I mean? Like, he had those blocks early. Like, he, had, he I think he had, like, five blocks that game, but he had yes. what the, the – the, it was – not really a chase down, but it was more like it was okay. They thought they had an easy layup block, and then he just blocked the shit out of Aiden's like floater <laughs> right there at the yeah, rim. And I remember he, that. Like at that point, he probably just gave up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that took his soul. <laughs> that took his soul for real. Um, just 
it was just an unbelievable performance. Um, I keep hearing that it might be one of the best finals performances, 50 points. I forgot how many rebounds yeah. he had, but a 50-piece, um, it's yeah, definitely 14. special. 14 yeah. rebounds, that's definitely special. And five blocks, like, come on now. Um, yeah. yeah, so from what I've seen with the game is just, like I said, just dominance. And it's just, it's, I'm mm-hmm. seeing, I was seeing Giannis, you know, like he really was able to consistently perform at a high level. Like yes. they went down 2-0 and that man never stopped believing. Mm-hmm. That's true. He, he really never, did. Never stopped believing. I mean, like if you look at just, he deserves a front of VP because he literally put the team on oh his back gosh, yes. and yes. wheeled them to a championship. Yes. Yeah, he had he had Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday come along a couple times, and definitely Bobby Portis. Cannot forget the Bobby Portis. Like he really is one of he's a top role player because he definitely helped them yesterday. Um, yes, he did. Oh, man, he was just I was I was really surprised watching too. I'm like, okay, he about to take him off the dribble. He took a couple people off the dribble. Just yeah, I was impressed too. I was like, wow, didn't know that he could do that. It's just, I don't know, maybe, you know, he just, and to be honest, is just, you know, inspiring to those people. Phoenix did have it at one point um, toward the end of the second quarter with a couple seconds on the clock. They did have like a five point lead and then Bucks came roaring back and they held on to it. And they never let it go. Yeah. After that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird game where they the Bucks did feel to have control of the game. Chris Middleton, even though his stats don't show it, he had some really timely shots. We're like, oh, if they don't get a shot here, now it's going to be a one-possession game. The Suns might be able to take lead and get that momentum. But it's like every time the Suns did something, Chris Middleton just kind of silenced it. So even yeah. though his stats aren't great, yeah, I, you know, you you take those timely shots. So he he's definitely a clutch player in my opinion, and just a ridiculous amount of steals. I mean, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton had four apiece. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. They were really jumping passing lanes. That's something that you, they were really playing aggressive in passing lanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it is predictable when they move their ball. To, like the, the, this is not like, I think, I think that sometimes people don't understand like basketball in the sense that if you have a great ISO score, like let's say James Harden, you don't have to deal with all these jumping of the passing lanes and having a predictable offense. Like you either he either gets doubled or he kicks out, right? Like mm-hmm. Devin Booker's not at that level yet. So um yeah, he's he's still special though. It was he played so many minutes, you can tell he's starting to get tired. So yeah, man. Uh Drew Holiday put on another defensive masterpiece. He's definitely the greatest defensive guard in the NBA, no question right now. Yeah. It is it is Drew Holiday. He is absolutely spe- spectacular. Um, I think the Bucks found, some, found something kind of interesting with P.J. Tucker guarding Chris Paul. I saw that a lot. And they would kind of they would kind of pick up the ball handler at half court, which is I, I wonder if they did that in purpose to try to slow down the pace of the game. Because, um, I mean, the Suns are pretty good in fast break because of their wing shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you, if you're the Bucks, you want to play at the fast break too. Yeah, I think my takeaways from this game long term, though, is I, I do think that it could be a problem for Giannis. I know I was talking to you about this earlier today. That, in my opinion, I think that 
this taste in his mouth of being the best player on the team and staying on one team and being loyal is probably going to extend his stay at the Bucks for at least five years. I just don't think he's going to get another ring in the next five years. And I think it's going to take him a little longer than it would have for him to realize that he has to go somewhere else to be with somebody else because he does need premium shooting. And he's one of those rare players like Nikola Jokic, who's a perfect super team fit. Um, you also saw glimpses last night of if Giannis ever starts, he, he hit that turnaround jump shot in the mid range a little more consistently last night. Looks really ugly though. But, yeah. <laughs> but if that happens consistently, this, this guy could average 32, 33 a night. Like that. He doesn't. A lot of people talk about the three point line. He just needs to be able to answer the drive, right? And mm-hmm. the answer to the drives is his turnaround fadeaway mid range shot. He's just got to put in more time in the gym, and then you know he could be really unstoppable because that's kind of the answer to building the wall. Because no, once he rises up, it doesn't matter if you have three people building wall. He's shooting over all of them. Right. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's my pseudo take. What do you what do you have, Chris? Um, I just wanted to talk about the Phoenix Suns for a little bit because you know mm-hmm. you kind of really summed it up on the books, you know, with the honest and everything. Just don't want to. I don't want. I'm not blaming anybody on the books. You know, they all played. You know, to the best of their abilities. You know, what I mean, I know like Devin Booker, he was able. He you know he was going back and forth, dropping forty points. You know, trying to will his team, but the Bucks were just too much. Um, so blame doesn't fall on anybody for that. You know, they all played a great game. They stayed competitive. I mean, they just lost to a better team. Mm. Um, but you know, now Devin Booker's had a taste of the playoffs. We'll see what happens with uh CP3 and free agency. If he decides to stay, if he decides to go, he might want to stay with his, you know, with his coach, Monty Williams, you know, that's his coach. Um, mm-hmm. and see if they could try to run it back, but probably not. This probably was their only chance. He's like, this is probably the Bucks' only chance at a ring. Yeah. So unless they start, because it's it's about to turn into an arms race now because with Brooklyn and everything and Brooklyn with their three stars and they're like the best yeah. team ever assembled right now. And mm-hmm. then you have the Warriors and the Lakers. So you never know what might happen next season. So going with that, just um, this probably was their only chance. But like I said, I don't want to blame anybody. The blame doesn't fall on anybody because like I said, they all played the best they could. They just, it was very competitive and they just lost to a better team. It was, it's nobody shaking their head about it because they, I mean, you did all you could. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'd, I'd say about the Suns is I hope Chris Paul is not getting a bunch of hate for this. You know what I mean? What I hope saying. this is not a blemish in yeah. his resume because he played a great series, right? For mm-hmm. what I expect from Chris Paul, he, he did, he didn't under, underwhelm me, in my opinion. So um, I hope that. You know, people don't say, oh, he's, you know, all the narratives. I think I think sometimes sports talk and uh, s- sports media personalities can go too far to try to just, like, create conversation and topics. Mm-hmm. Because the idea that Chris Paul is some sort of playoff blunder waiting to happen is just ridiculous you know what i mean like there's just it's just a something for people to talk about and create divisiveness he's he's a consistent special uh assist to turnover ratio get everybody else involved create opportunities for so many other people type of 
point guard that, you know, and he should be praised for that. Yeah. yeah. He already has his old man game, so he should fall right into that yes. line really, really, really easily when it, when that time comes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see, you know, I could see that, you know, maybe if he, you know, if he doesn't decide to stay with the Suns, maybe he can go and make another team a playoff contender because that's what it seems like he's able to do. It just seems like he makes that team better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he does have the ability to make make others around him better. Yeah. So I, I bet you he stays because he's had the taste of the finals. And yeah. This is the only place that's, that's, that's happened. And Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. You know, I know I've hated DeAndre Ayton a lot this series, and this was a terrible game from him. But I, I don't want it to be like, oh, hating on Ayton. Like, he has potential, right? Mm-hmm. It's just at this point in time and juncture in his NBA career, he's just not highly skilled yet with his physical stature. So hopefully he develops more, but there's just the bright lights were a little too big playing against Giannis. Right. Yeah. That's just what it was. Just price lights too bright for the younger team. So the older guys had it. Yep. The Greeky freaky. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Do you have anything else, Chris? No, sir. All right, well, this is going to be the end of our Hot Takes series. I know everybody is sad. I can feel your tears from across the, the camera. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're we're on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. You guys can find us on all those platforms. I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. And we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>